Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Tonight, if you've got your Bibles and taking notes, I want to talk about perspective. This is an area in our lives that I believe is super important. I once spoke some Spanish to say sumamente, which means very, very uh, important having the right perspective. I think that the way we win or lose battles, how we're walking in victory or defeat has to do with our perspective and how we look at things. My daughter, Destiny, was sharing a post with me the other day about, we're thinking about gas prices. How many are not happy with the gas prices? I'm sure nobody's saying, man, I just love paying this much for gas. But I want you to think of some perspective. She showed me this post of this lady who was getting gas, and next to her at the pump next next to her, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, they put $15 of gas in. And that was all they could put in, obviously. That's the $15. And so that's three gallons of gas. And as she was looking over at this person putting $15 of gas in, she was filling her tank up. And the Lord spoke to her and said, Stop complaining about something that I've given you the money to have. And so that's something that we all need to have the right perspective about. She's sitting there complaining, man, I hate that the gas prices are so expensive, but she, but she had the money to fill her tank up. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand tonight how many of you can or can't raise your, or fill up your tank. But if you're able to go to the gas station and fill your tank up and you don't have to put 10 or 5 or 15, you are blessed. So instead of thinking, thinking about, man, it's so expensive, why don't you thank God for the fact that you have the money to fill up? That's perspective, amen? So perspective is this. It's the way we look at things. It's our frame of reference. It's, it's how, how you look at the world spiritually. Perspective is something that is, is very important because I, I believe this, and I want to say this right here off the beginning. I'm going to give you six verses tonight, but I want to say this right off the bat. You, again, and I kind of said it a second ago, win or lose your battles based on your perspective. God never loses. How many know God never loses? God never wastes a hurt. God never allows something to happen that doesn't have a, a, a plan. And so when we're going through something that doesn't look right from our perspective, we have to learn to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to change our angle on the situation. Because God is always, say always, say it again, always doing something. We don't see it till after we look back and we go, that's what he was doing. But that's part of perspective. When you're looking at something the wrong way, and if you think about that, everybody has a perspective. Everybody in here has a perspective. And you have a perspective on every single thing in the world. And, but the question is, do you have the right perspective? Do you have a godly perspective? And I want to give you some, just a few verses tonight about this. I thought it was just such a great thought when we were talking about that gas situation. Perspective is like a camera with a panoramic view. When you take that panoramic picture, which is, I don't know how long that technology has been out, you can get a long, long shot of all the things around. And how many know in that long, long shot, sometimes you, you can miss some things. Some things are there in that panoramic view that God wants us to see. So as you look through the lens of the Holy Spirit and the Bible to see that wide landscape, you're able to see from left to right. You're able to see the whole perspective. 
And I just want you to have in your mind tonight, whatever situation you're going through, like Brian said, whatever you're facing, whatever battle you're in, because remember, you know, sometimes you might wonder when we get up here to talk and we do prayer, why do we always say, how, if you're going through something, you know why we say that? Because life is going through something. I just said Sunday, remember, you're either going into a battle, you're right in the heat of a battle, or you just came out of a battle. Does anybody live in that world? Always. It doesn't mean you're not victorious, but you're always battling something. You're always battling, for, for one, you're battling you. You wake up every morning battling yourself, battling your flesh, battling your thought life, battling the will of your flesh against the will of God. There's, so all these things are being fought, and we have to have the right perspective. And I, another way I like to look at it is, think about this, our perspective influences everything. And so if, if, you, if you're in a place and you're not in a good place, most likely your perspective is off. Does that make sense? So you need to adjust the angle. You're not looking at it through the word of God correctly. You're looking at it carnally possibly. Uh, there's many different ways, but the Holy Spirit will help us with that. But we've got to understand it's not God that's messing up. It's not God that's failing. It's us looking at the thing the wrong way. Okay? And it affects our attitudes, our mindset, our view, our outlook, and it can affect our beliefs. Some, some people today aren't walking in faith like they should be walking because they don't have the right perspective. They're not looking at the situation with the right angle. I'm not going to go into stories tonight, but you can take just about any story in the Bible and look at how they either did or didn't have the right perspective and, and how things turned out. Just think about that as you read it. I've got a, 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 a sign in my office right above my desk that I've had for years, and I believe it wholeheartedly. It says, attitude is everything. And then below it, it says, pick a good one. We all have attitudes. There's no one in here that doesn't have an attitude right now. If I could see the attitude, of, we'd all have attitudes, right? Attitudes, attitudes, attitudes. So, but we pick what our attitude is. And attitude has a lot to do with perspective because you can say how you can decide how you look at a situation. You can say, oh, poor me. Or you can look at the glass half full. That's a decision. Okay. So I want to give you just a few verses tonight. And before I do, let me give you one more example. I was thinking about this. I thought this was a good example of just, there's many, many examples I give. A man was in financial need. He had a couple friends. Doesn't matter what the financial need was, he, he had a need. His two friends found out about it and said, one guy pulled out some, some money and had a $10 bill and gave him a $10 bill and said, here, I want to help you. And the other guy pulled out his money and he put a, pulled out a 20 and he gave it to him and said, I want to help you. And so they both walked away. I don't know how much the need was, doesn't matter, here's the, here's the thought though. As they walked away, the man who got the money thought, that friend who gave me 20 is more generous and more thoughtful than my friend who gave me 10. Right? Wouldn't that be the obvious thought to have when someone, if someone, two people gave you money, one gave you 20, one gave you 10. But there's a perspective to that because the man who walked away with tw that gave him $20 had $200 in his pocket. And the man who gave him 10 and walked away had nothing in his pocket. So who gave more? That's, that's the picture of life that we don't see a lot of times. We only see what we see, but we don't see where it came from. 
Or we don't see what God's trying to do. Or we don't see the sacrifice that somebody made. We just see what we see. So it's something to think about. Give me, I'm going to give you six verses. Number one, no particular order. Psalms 9, 7, and 8. The Lord reigns forever, executing judgment. And I'm doing New Living Translation tonight on all these verses. Executing, executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nations with fairness. I'm going to read it again. The Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nations with fairness. You know what this means? No matter who's in leadership, no matter who the president is, no matter what's going on in our governments, in our cities, or even in our churches, God is always on the throne. God is always in control, and he is sovereign tonight. That's a perspective that you must have. Did you get that? You understand in a biblical perspective, in a Christian perspective, it doesn't matter who the president is. I said a few weeks ago, it doesn't matter how much the gas costs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because God is on the throne and we are children of God tonight. And he is our provider and he is our answer and he is our everything. And so we don't have to worry. We just have to have the perspective to remember that God is on the throne. He's in charge. When David wrote this psalm that we just read, he was dealing with the Philistines. They were mocking him. And this is right before uh, he fights. And, he's in, in, and then, then after he defeats Goliath, just keeps on having to deal with the Philistines and having to deal and deal and deal. And so he writes this with a perspective. He says, you know what, God? It doesn't matter if it's Goliath. It doesn't matter if it's somebody else. You're in control. So the perspective is... God reigns supreme over our world today, and, and watch this. He knows exactly what's going on. Don't ever think something happens that God doesn't know. Number two, Psalm 73, 26. This is a very, very important one. My health may fail, but my, and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. How many know physical ailment is something we have to have the right perspective on? Amen? I'm not going to ask you to raise your... We're always, always, all all of us again are always dealing with something. I mean, it would be impossible for us to come into a service tonight on a Wednesday night with this many people and those watching online and somebody not have a headache Somebody not have an allergy problem. Somebody not have a stomach pain. Somebody not have a back pain. Somebody not have a, a, a spouse. I mean, I didn't mean to say that. A kid pain. Amen. Some kind of pain. Amen. Some kind of pain. Pain is everywhere. Health is always going to be an issue. I say this with a lot of experience. You know, my mom has been in a wheelchair for 20, over 20 years. And every time, I went to see her last night to see my dad for his birthday. Every time I see my mom, I always say, I thank God for the, for the woman that she is still today. I don't think, I don't, not, I don't worry about the fact she can't move her left side. I don't worry about the fact that she can't get out of that wheelchair. I thank God she's alive. Amen? The perspective is I could focus on what she can't do, but I'd rather focus on what she can do. And that she's alive and she's there for me to give a hug to. Amen? So this is a great, a great psalms, and these are reminders that God is always our strength. No matter what we lose, no matter how we feel, 
no matter what's going on, perspective is God is with me. He's the strength of my heart. And so God is, listen to this. This is something you might not have thought about recently. God is invested in us. Have you ever thought about that? He has, in, he has invested in us. He, he gave his life for us. So he, he cares about everything that's going on in your life. Amen? And so he's going to support us through the seasons of our lives. I, I, I just had that thought even as I was saying that just now. If he started it, the Bible says that if he started it, he's going to finish it. Amen? He, if he called us by his holy name and he called us to be saved, he's going to walk us through. Number three, Psalms 100, verse 5. Many know this verse. For the Lord is good and his unfailing love continues forever. His faithfulness continues from generation to generation. Amen? So we don't look at, this is, how, this is a Christian perspective. We don't focus on what's going on right now. We're always, as believers, we're always looking to the future. We're always looking to what God's going to do and what God can do. Not what he hasn't done or not what he can't do or not what we haven't seen happen. We need to have a perspective of right around the corner. And this is one of the things I believe personally is so awesome about serving God is that there's always a miracle around the corner. And if you're in a bad situation, you're a candidate for a miracle. You're a candidate for a breakthrough. You're a candidate for something good to happen. Amen? So that you, if you don't have God on your side and you're not connected to the covenant of God, you, you're, just ho- you're, just, you're, not, you're not hoping for favor. You're, you're hoping for luck. People say, good luck. How many know we're not looking for luck? We're looking for the favor of God. Amen? And so he's good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. We fail all the time, but God never fails. Number four. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For our present troubles, this is where we need to start really, really getting what this message is about. Our present troubles, whatever they are, are small. And watch this, won't last very long. How many times have you heard me say, the sun's going to come back out? Although right now at this moment, I wish the sun would go away. For a little while, at least under some clouds. Amen. That, that's for me, okay? I have the microphone. And I wouldn't mind a little rain right now. I've been, I've been praying, send your rain, oh Lord, please, at least over my house. Amen? I want some rain. But as you think about this, it's, the sun's going to come out again. It's not going to last forever. How many are thankful that things don't last forever? Problems don't last forever. And it says, yet, here's the key, here's the perspective, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs the problems and will last forever. Let me, let me read this again. This is, this is the meat of the message right here. What we're going through right now is small. When you have a problem and you're facing something tonight or tomorrow or next week, you need to look at that problem and say, this is small. And, and this isn't going to last very long. And as a matter of fact, small or big, God is, there's a song, God is up to something. He's up to something. He's moving. 
He's doing something right now. He's using this situation. And, and a lot of times, church, he's waiting for you to get the right perspective. He's just saying, hey, we can get past this faster, but you're looking at it from the wrong angle. I need you to see it through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. I need you to see it the way I'm seeing it because I'm trying to get you somewhere. I'm trying to show you something. I'm trying to do something in your life. And you're too focused on this tiny little problem right here. I need you to get past that because I'm doing something that this little problem is causing you to grow that will produce, it says, a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So here's a perspective. Whatever you're going through, God's going to do something better. Amen? How many like that promise? So we don't look at the troubles we see now. We fix our eyes, there's a verse that says this, on the things we cannot see. For the things we see now, listen to this, this is important. The things we see now will soon be gone. But the Bible says the things that we cannot see will last forever. This is the spiritual realm that we have to understand. That faith in this place tonight, as we're listening to this message, and, the, and God is speaking to us, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, His Word is doing something in every single one of us. He's working right now. He's Just like when someone's lifting weights or working out, you don't see what those, what's happening to those muscles, but that resistance is causing growth. And right now, if, if you have the right perspective, God is doing something in your life, something that you possibly cannot see. Amen? Our troubles are not going to last forever. Tell the person next to you it's not going to be forever. Number five. Two more verses. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and who can finish it and forever that's a perspective you have to understand we were, we've been talking the last few weeks and months about how thankful we are that God's word doesn't change that as soon as we start figuring out how to apply the word of God and use the word of God and navigate the word of God and, and, and use it in our lives God doesn't go oh I'm going to change it now Right? That's happened to some of you in work places and jobs and businesses, and you've kind of got a handle on something, and all of a sudden they came in and said, No, we're going a different direction. And you're saying, We just learned what you've been teaching us for the last two years, and now you want to change it. God does not do that. Society tries to do it, and in our minds, we try to do it. We try to adapt the, our, 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 our society problems and situations. And make the word of God adapt to it. But God's word doesn't do that. God's word's the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't look at your problems any different today than he did yesterday. He's not going to look at your problems any different tomorrow than he did today. COVID or world wars or anything that's going on in this world does not change God's plan for humanity. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So right here's a perspective. Jesus never changes. How many would agree with me that our society is trying to make Jesus change? Well, Jesus doesn't really feel that way. He wouldn't really call that a sin. Jesus never changes. 
And that's a promise we can take to heart. So no matter how crazy things get around us, we can rest, as Brian said at prayer, in the fact that Jesus Christ is this, completely faithful and dependable. I want you to know tonight that you are not in a church tonight service in, a, in the kingdom of God just kind of hoping to get it right. You're in the truth. You're in the word of the living God, and God's word is perfect. And you are in the right place, and you are headed in the right direction, and you are doing the right thing. I, I, I can't, I, get, I never stop getting amazed as I've been doing this for a long time, how I see, and it's never-ending, it's on a constant, consistent basis, how I see people get touched by God, see the hand of God in their lives, and then just fade back to their old life. Just go back to that life they were living before when this life, this life is so good. It's not perfect, but it's so good. When you're in line with God, when you're, and, and some of you who are newer in the Lord, be careful to listen to those, to me and to those in this church that are leaders who are trying to help you and guide you and keep you on the right path. We're not trying to dominate your lives or dictate your lives or run your lives. We're trying to tell you from experience how to make it to heaven. Amen. And have the right perspective. Because one of the most tiring things about being in the ministry is having to see people backslide consistently and constantly. That's not just here in Denton. That's not just in Colorado Springs. That's not just in Costa Rica. That's not just in Tanzania. It's everywhere in the world because people start getting the wrong perspective on the things of God. Isn't it amazing? I'm just staying here for a minute before I get to this last verse. Isn't it, doesn't it have to be perspective that changes? If God's word doesn't change, what changes? What changes? How we look at it. It's amazing how somebody can have a conviction about something, and then six months later, that conviction's not the same conviction anymore. Did the conviction change, or did their perspective change? Did God change his mind? Do you think God's going to convict you about something today and in six months it won't be the same conviction? Never. Never. If it's a conviction now, it needs to be a conviction in six months. And if it's conviction now, it was a conviction six months ago. And, and that's what I see happening. I see that happening all the time in our churches. And I see people getting out of alignment because they have the wrong perspective and they, and, and they forget what God has done for them. Amen? So this is a good opportunity for you tonight to listen to the word of God and make sure you're having the right perspective. Making sure that your mind is lined up in, in line with the Holy Spirit and the word of God to make sure that you don't get out of... Out, I mean, I just, just, just recently saw... And I don't care if they watch it online or not. I don't care. I'm not saying a name. I could... I just recently saw someone who, who just got rebaptized and they're backslidden again. They're already back and they're already back out of church again. And I sent them a text, so don't worry. It's amazing how people can lose the perspective. And then all of a sudden, something that was so dear to them six months ago, and, and it's always funny how 
man, the church this and God that and those people this and God that and they're so wonderful and they're so faithful and they're so friendly and they're so awesome. How does that change? We didn't change. We've been doing the same thing, preaching the same gospel for all these years. What changes? Perspective. Now, now they're on the wrong side of the angle. And they're seeing something possibly that's not even there. Or they're seeing something, they're not seeing something they need to see that's there. And that's why we need the altar. That's why we come to the altar after a service. And we say, Lord, I, I heard your message tonight. I heard your word. Now, help me take this word and get it in my heart. And, and, and get my life aligned. Number six, last verse. We have something to look forward to. How many are thankful tonight, I'll speak for myself, that this isn't it? I don't know about you. I'm thankful this isn't it. And Paul said, if this is it, we're to be the most pitied. If this earth and this world is all we've got, this, this, that's a sad thing. Because you, you may have had some things, tried some things, been some places, Tried to fulfill, you know, that void or make yourself happy buying things or having things. You know, how many know in life, we, if I can get this, we don't even say it out loud. If I can get this, if I could get that job. And when we get the job, oh, that wasn't it. If I could get that relationship, that spouse, and then if I could get that career, if, if we could get that house right there, if we could live in that house right there, we would be happy. And then you get the keys and you get in the house. The void's still there. If I could have this much money in the bank, then you get the money in the bank and you're still, you have a void. Because you're looking for things on this earth to fill that void. You don't have a godly perspective. All those things I just mentioned are fine and dandy, and they're great. They give God glory. They're wonderful to have. But if that's what you're living for, you have the wrong perspective. This heaven and earth is going to fade away. But we have, a, we have a thing to look forward to called the return of Christ. That one day we're going to get to see Jesus. And I, and I think about this a lot. I, I know that automatically, I don't think anybody is, is not in this tonight, automatically as human beings, we have people we look up to. We have people that, whether it's a singer, an actor, a business, whatever, everybody has somebody that they, they think puts their pants on different than you do. How many get what I'm saying? Like the, in our minds, I mean, obviously for me, an athlete or athletes you know especially growing up and and idolizing these people and then I get you get older and then you finally get to meet some of them and you're like yeah wow they're not that cool they're just people are you following me but I was thinking we we idolize not on purpose but we idolize people and we think man that would be so cool to meet them or it'd be so cool to have what they have or it'd be so cool to be them and that, that's something that we automatically do. But then we forget, and I think about this a lot, Jesus is way greater than anybody on this earth that we could idolize. And he is our best friend and knows our name and loves us. And we can call him anytime and have fellowship with him anytime. And he's coming back for us.
And he has been preparing a place for us. That where he is, we'll be also. Doesn't that make anybody excited? So, so, so Paul was saying, and we're going to read a verse in here in a second, but Paul was saying, I'm, I've got my eyes on Jesus. And listen, Paul went through it all. He had fame, he had, he had money, he had nothing, he got beaten, he, he, had every, he was smart, he had everything. He said, I count everything I have as loss. He says, he says I, there's part of me that wants to be on this earth so I can do the will of the Lord, but another part of me wants to be with Jesus. Who wants to be with Jesus tonight? I can't speak for you. I want, I want to see him with my own eyes. I want to hold him. I want to thank him. I want to see, that's my desire tonight. And so the last one and the perspective is no matter what we're going through, we always need to be looking up because he's coming. In 1 Thessalonians 4.17, then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Amen. Musicians, you can come. How many know that when Jesus comes back, it's going to be the second greatest event in history? Because we know that first one was when he came out that tomb. Because that's what gave us salvation. But man, when he comes back in church, think about this perspective. We're the generation that the Bible points to that's going to actually physically see Jesus. That doesn't make you excited. You need to get saved. That's all I can tell you. You need to hit the altar tonight and really give your life to Jesus. Because that should make you excited. To think that the actual, the, the Jesus, the actual king of the world, not Michael Jordan, not some singer, not some actor, not some uh, rich, famous uh, billionaire, Jesus himself is coming back and he has a list. He's not Santa Claus. Amen. He has a list that we are on tonight that he's coming to get as the elect people that love him and believe in him. And we're going to get out of this physical body and fly. Amen. Gravity is going to lose its power over us. And all the pains... This is the perspective we're supposed to have. All the pains are going to be lifted up. They're going to stay here, and we're going to leave. All the sorrow is going to stay here, and we're going to leave. All the financial problems are going to stay here, and we're going to leave. All the family problems are going to stay here. All the hate, all the whatever you want to put in there is going to be left behind, and we're going to be with Jesus. And the Bible says that we're supposed to love his appearing. So perspective. These are verses that we need to remember as we're feeling bad, as we're going through things, as we see the government, we see the situation of things that are going on. We have a perspective that is not carnal, but is spiritual. That God is doing something with every situation. Amen? And that last verse ought to be enough to carry you through all the rest. And until he comes, that's the hard part. We're supposed to occupy till he comes. So we have to live today like he's never coming back. And we have to live today like he's coming back tonight. 
It's both. We have to wake up again tomorrow and go to work, but we have to pray first, read the word first, witness, share the love of Jesus with other people, keep our hearts pure, and say, God, this is a tough world to have a good perspective in, but help me have a godly perspective. And you know what God will do? You know what the Holy Spirit will do? He'll give you an angle. And you'll be able to look at a situation and say, this is what God's trying to do right here. And you'll be able to help your family see it. You'll be able to help your coworkers see it. You'll be able to help your, fa- your, your kids see it. It's an angle. How many are understanding what I'm saying about that angle? That's what a perspective is. I saw a picture. I could have thrown some pictures up of two people. On, on two sides of three of some objects, and on one side, the way the drawing was, he saw four sticks, and the other guy saw three. A picture of a person here and a person there, and a six or a nine is drawn between them. I Make mean, it go on and on of all the examples. A person on a boat looking at an island going, land! And a person on the land, an island, looking at the boat going, Boat! How many are following me? We always want what we don't have. We always want what the other person is. If we're on, if we're on the boat, we want land. If, we want, if we're on the land, we want boat. That's just our human nature. But perspective. Say, God, give me your perspective tonight. And if you have the right perspective, your attitude will change on your situation. And the next time you go to the gas pump, you won't complain about the gas. You'll say, Lord, thank you that I'm able to put gas in my tank. Thank you that I have a job. Thank you that you're my provider. Amen? And if you have some aches and pains in your body, Lord, thank you that I have a feeling, that I can feel my body, that I'm alive to be in pain. Because many people would love to, if, you, if you're feeling, feeling some kind of anxiety or some kind of loneliness, thank God you're not in prison. If you're feeling sick, thank God you're not in a hospital bed. Like I've always told you, somebody always has it worse. And if we have the right perspective, we won't be the woe is me people. Amen. Father, we thank you for this Wednesday night. Thank you for your word that's powerful and strong and mighty tonight. And it's the answer for the right perspective in our lives. Lord, help us not to be complainers. You say that all through your word to not be murmurers and complainers. Help me, God, not complain about the price of gas or the price of food or other things. Lord, just help us have the attitude of God. Thank you that no matter how much anything costs, you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Tonight in this place, the heads bowed and eyes are closed all across this place. And those watching online, on live stream, and those listening on the podcast, do you know Jesus? Not do you know of him, not have you heard about him, do you know him? He knows you. And the Bible says he loves you. And the Bible says that he came down to this earth And lived a perfect life in a human body, fully God, so that he could take the place of your sin and take the penalty of death off of you so you could be forgiven. 
He paid a debt you could never pay. He paid a debt he didn't owe. But while you were still sinners, Christ died for you. And he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could be the righteousness and holiness of God. All over this place, how many tonight could say this is the day, this is the night that I get the right perspective on eternity. This is the time that I realize that if I don't get my life right and aligned with God in his word, then I won't make heaven my home because Jesus himself said, as you're listening tonight, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself said, I am the way. He didn't say I'm a way. He said I am the way. He didn't say I'm some of the truth. He said I'm the truth. He didn't say I'm one of the ways to live. He said I am the life. I am the, the way, the truth, and the life, and here's some bold words, no one, nobody gets to heaven and to the Father but through me. I'm the door. You can argue all you want. You can think all you want about the different ways and the things you've been taught and the things you believe and, and, the, and the vibes and all the different things you have in your mind. But I'll tell you something. The Bible says, and it's been around for thousands of years, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. No one gets to heaven except through the Son, Jesus. Are you born again tonight? Have you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior is, I'm not talking about, do you, do you believe in God? Because the Bible says that even the demons believe and tremble at his word. Have you made Jesus Lord? If that's you tonight and you have never done that, all over this place, front to back and side to side, just quickly lift your hand up. Say, pray for me. All over this place. I've never done that. All over this place. I need Jesus tonight. I want to be saved. I want to put my faith in what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Maybe you're here, and at some point in your life you said that prayer, but you're running from God tonight. You're not living the right life. You're not in the right perspective. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. I see your hand. God bless you. All over this place. Let's stand tonight in reverence to the Lord, reverence to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's here right now. He's dealing with us. He's talking to us. He's knocking on our hearts. As we're standing and as we're, as we're listening to the Holy Spirit, if you raised your hand tonight and you're not sure, maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you're not sure. If you died tonight, where would I go? I always say, are you going to stand before God as a judge or as a Savior? We, need, we want to stand before as a Savior. And the way we stand before him as a Savior is by putting our faith in what Jesus did on the cross. So if you've never said that sinner's prayer, you've never confessed Christ publicly, just step out of your seat to the nearest aisle and come down here tonight. I want to pray with you. Just quickly step out and come down. If you raised your hand, we want to pray with you tonight. Come on, be bold. Just step out and come. Pray with you tonight. Amen. All right, we're going to move on. I can't make you come. Amen. There he comes. Praise God. There's any, how many more? How many more? How many more? I'm not ready. I'm not sure tonight. I don't know where I'd go. Amen. Before we open these altars, I want us to say a prayer with those that are watching online and this young man here tonight. We had church tonight just for you to hear this message. Just for you. Jesus 
Stop the, Jesus would come back and die again on the cross just for you. That's how much he loves you. And no matter what you've done in your life, there's forgiveness. All you got to do is say, Jesus, forgive me tonight. As we say this prayer, just say it from your heart. Say it, mean it from your heart, and he'll forgive you. And the Bible says everything you've ever done will look like the back of this paper, clean. Where else can you have that happen in your life? Even if you go into the court systems and they get you off, you still got a record. With God, there's no record. It says he'll forgive you as far as the east is from the west. Amen? So you say this with all of us. And all of us here, we're going to say this for those that are listening on the podcast and watching online. I just heard of somebody else this week watching from somewhere, and I don't remember where it was. But if you're listening tonight, God bless you. Let's say this tonight. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy, for loving me as a sinner. I come before you, and I need a Savior. I know that your word says, I fall short of your glory. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross and rose from the dead as the only person in history to come back from the other side to defeat death and hell and the grave. And I believe that and I confess it with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Please forgive me for all my mistakes and all my sins. And wash me clean with the blood of Jesus that you shed on the cross for my sins. Thank you, Lord. From this day forward, I'm going to listen to your Holy Spirit and walk with me so I can live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, I surrender. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.